The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. But first, yes, 50 years today, uh, Motorola engineer Martin Cooper. He stood on the corner of 6th Avenue, took a phone book from his pocket, and made the very first mobile phone call in history. So, how has the mobile phone improved our lives? And is being constantly contactable always a good thing? I'm delighted to be joined now. Two people who may have different views on this. One is Pat Phelan, the co-founder and CEO of Sisu Clinic. And I'm also joined here in studio by Ali Ryan, the CEO of Goss.ie. Ali, you're very welcome. We'll start with you, if we may. Thank you. Now, as somebody who's in business, uh, you've seen uh, the benefits that the mobile phone can bring. But yeah. are those benefits, are, is it worth it all? Is the juice worth the squeeze? It's hard. I feel like it's a catch-22 uh, because a part of me absolutely loves mobile technology. I think it's changed the way not only we have our personal lives and how we communicate, like especially if you can remember a long time ago now, it feels like during COVID, we were so reliant on mobile phone technology and making calls, being able to contact each other. But then I do see the flip side where, especially because I own my own business, people think I'm accessible 24 hours a day. Um, especially now with WhatsApp and Instagram, you can see if people are online or not. So I get that part. I get that part. It's frustrating. But in terms of communication, I think it's amazing. You know, I could pick up my phone now and call someone who, you know, if we didn't have phones, it probably took me months to try and get in contact with. Like I'm talking about CEOs of other businesses. Now it's so much easier to talk to people. And with the advance of the internet and social media, now on the same device that we used to just make calls on, we can send emails, we can send text messages, messages, we can do video calls. I mean, to me, it's probably the most important device in the world. Well, I'm a little older than you, Ali, and I remember getting my first mobile phone, which was a car phone. <laughs> uh, I loved that. Back in 1988, right? That's 35 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. And I remember vividly somebody saying to me, I don't want to talk business in the car. That it was like a sacrosanct thing that, you yeah. know, why would you talk business in your car? I love when, when you, they were built into the yeah, cars though. Yeah, they were, no, they were huge and, the it, and it was almost, the phone was almost the size of the armrest between the two passenger seats. Oh, it was really seats. bigger than the actual clo- or yeah. shift. But like, I used to think that was so cool if there was a phone in your car. But now, yeah, now everyone's cool, trying to turn their you. phones off. They're trying to avoid being contacted. The other thing is, and I was just, because I only was thinking about it there now, I still have the same phone number all 35 years later okay uh, which I brought with me from place to place so like when I think about it now and I think about like my kids don't even the thought of no mobiles being around I know like we grew up without mobiles and and ironically the things that we're talking about today was like in the first phone call was accepted now the newer generation the thoughts of an actual call gives them serious anxiety they only want to text but when I first got my phone I think it was in 2001 I think I was 12 or 13 all I did on it was text so I remember free text messages had started then um, with the I can't remember oh it's Meteor it was Meteor at the time that's all I used it for so I think the original creation of the phone has completely changed to what its purpose is for now because I think if anything we avoid phone calls now but at the beginning it was this brand new because like the cordless phone in the house was the first bit of excitement and then it was like actually I mean I love watching TV shows that are based in the 90s where people are taking out their phone it's the size of a brick there's an aerial the size of yeah. a building coming out and they're trying to get coverage like I kind of miss those days Yeah well let's bring a man uh, who's a little bit closer in my age to, uh, <laughs> he's one Pat Feeling he isn't my age but he's closer to it than you are Ali but Pat Feeling is the close of founder and CEO of Sisu Clinic. Pat, you're very welcome to the programme. How are you? Hey, Bobby. All good. Hey, oh, Ali. How hi, are you? How are you? <laughs> now, Pat, you, I think your views might be a little bit similar to mine, but I won't speak for you. Tell me about the invasive uh, <laughs> creature that the mobile phone can be in one's lives. 
I can't, I can't. Oh, there goes Pat. So he's so angry he turned the phone off. That's, <laughs> he just cut himself off. Do you know what though? I do get the invasive side of it because the older I get and the longer I'm in business, the the less interested I am in talking to people all the time and I get it from a business point of view like I just want to enjoy my weekend but if I'm on Instagram and I'm out with my family people who maybe are clients or people who work with me or colleagues they see him online like oh I'll drop her a text I'll give her a call and there is that kind of stress of I want to be offline in one way so I don't want to be contactable but I want to still be on social media so that I think is what the invasiveness is kind of translating to now Well Pat has picked the phone up off the floor now I think he might be back with us Uh, Pat how are you? Welcome to the show I'm great I'm great I just think we're you know for me I just feel a little too connected Yeah Um, I think there's this dopamine hit from social media, which will probably be as figured out to be as bad as cigarettes over time. And I think what's happening with a lot of companies, I'm really bad at this. We're sending emails that, you know, to our teams at 10 p.m., 11 p.m. And people find it really invasive. And I think I think the first company to really do something about it was was Mercedes who have now turned off their email servers when you're not working. So I just feel there's there's that connectivity, which is very helpful, but there's that connectivity, which means you can be over-connected. You yeah. know, and, and Pat, can I, ask you, can I ask you then about your own situation? So do you... Do you turn off your phone uh, on Saturday and Sunday or do you, uh, did I hear you were moving to a different type of phone which kind of limited access? Yeah, I, I've ordered one of these old Nokias that only have WhatsApp. <laughs> oh my phones. God, I love this, this idea. And a bit of snake, a snake on there, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go back, I'm going to go back to that at the weekend just for a little bit but, because Bobby, if you use an iPhone, you're getting a report every Sunday yeah. about your, your, your screen time. Mine last week was 11 hours a day. That's crazy. It's and, but, but, unhealthy. But Pat, it also tells me the fact that you are going to kind of a, a halfway house by going back to the Nokia, that you don't really want to be fully disconnected. You just want maybe to eliminate some of the noise around the modern day device that gives you, as Ali was telling us there, you know, all the information that... So you're you're looking for sort of semi-conductivity at the weekends. Would that be correct? Ex- exactly. So if people need me urgently, they all have my number, they can ring me. But I think it's a bit more about the social side of things, the mm. Insta, the WhatsApp, the Twitter, just to kind of limit the access yeah. a little bit and actually live in the now a small bit more. Ali, would I also say that it's it's now, and the, you mentioned, you know, the, what, what happens within the phone, but, mm. you know, WhatsApp, like we all had text and they seem to go, then it's WhatsApp. Yeah. So even within the phone, it's changing the so camera much. then is, is no longer, like it's yeah. all integrated. So, so the phone itself has changed so much. I remember when the iPhone first got announced, that was in like 2007, and I remember it blew my mind the idea that an iPod could be on a phone. I was like, yeah. wow. <laughs> and now it's like if your phone doesn't turn into a credit card machine, you're like, there's something wrong with it. Your phone can literally do absolutely everything. But that is, I suppose, the worrying thing. That's why I get why Pat would want another phone. I've actually thought about ordering an old Nokia 3310 because you just cannot switch off. And like Pat's saying, especially when you run a business, it's hard not to send that email at 10 o'clock at night. But when you don't have access to the internet which i think is what the serious issue is here the internet i think is what the problem yeah is the well phones. there's another thing here in that you know now that the mobile phone has become so advanced that 
to lose your mobile phone mm. five or six years ago wasn't the end of the world. No. You could last for a couple of days. Yeah. You could, if you lose your phone now, you're banking. Yeah, I you're, don't even, like, I'll tell like, you now, I don't even own a bank card. I think I've won somewhere, but I just tap on my phone. So I think about that all the time. I'm like, oh, God, if I yeah. lost my phone, I have 72,000 images on it, which I know is going to make people want to faint. <laughs> 72,000. I have documents. I have really important things and I have every single card on there. I have like memos. I have really and, and important things And do you worry about having all your eggs in one basket, Ali? Actually, funnily enough, over the weekend, <laughs> my revolutor, my card actually got stolen or hacked or something. But this is the one thing I love about the internet. I started getting um, notifications on my Revolut being like someone's trying to buy something in Gucci someone's trying to buy something in Zaytun randomly it was all happening in the UK and I was immediately able to go on my phone and block my card so I only lost 30 euro they gave it back to you within two minutes within five minutes I was sitting at a table with my family I had the entire situation resolved I had a new card ordered and that card was blocked and I was in that moment thankful because 10 years ago I wouldn't have been able to do it so there's upsides and there's downsides Yeah uh, Pat coming back to the connectivity piece um, there are other individuals and I would include myself in this that I actually like to see what's going on I don't mind getting an email at 2am you know I won't deal with it at 2am but I I kind of like the idea of being able to sort things out in my own time you know even if I wanted to send an email or respond to an email say on Sunday night at 8 o'clock and then I can go into work on Monday knowing that it's done mm. like there's a two way freedom around this isn't there there is, but I, I I think for me personally, I'm a kind of a quick responder. <laughs> and I think people, you know, people who send, and especially with, no, you know, see Susan, minus five, minus six GMT, we have people all over the world. So you're, you know, you're trying to keep multiple time zones and keep multiple people in multiple time zones. Yeah. So it becomes nearly inefficient rather than efficient. And plus, Bobby, I think the other thing, which I'm starting, and you know, it's not phones, but it's still devices. You know, this handing kids the iPad or handing kids the phone. I just think, you know, I I, I think it's starting to become almost a habitual, yeah. where kids are now looking for phones at eight or nine. Earlier, and, I'd say, you know, even. yeah, yeah. I think there's that time to live as well. You know, you can see you go to a concert at the moment. Nobody's living in the moment. Everybody's holding up their mobile phone. I was so sixty thousand people can share to Insta. As I'll be telling Tom Dunn later, I was at two concerts last week, Pat, and I hadn't been at a concert for a long time. And that very point of people, you know, holding up their mobile phones. I don't know. Do they ever look at these again? Like, yeah, you know, I saw one guy who re- pretty much recorded the whole Eels concert last Friday night on the phone but didn't get to enjoy one didn't second actually of experience it. it. I have to stop myself a lot of the time because I'll notice that I'm doing it. And what Pat was saying about young people, like two-year-olds can literally go on a phone, get onto YouTube and watch Fireman Sam. Can They, they can order toys themselves off Amazon. It does freak me out to think, what are they going to be like when they're older? Like, what device? Are, like, I keep thinking there's going to be like a phone in our brains or something. You'll just be able to turn it on in your head. And, yeah. Like, it's just, it is very intense. But I agree with you on the experiential side yeah. of things. There's a definitely a younger generation going to things and sharing the moments online but are they actually living it themselves I don't know so maybe put the phones away <laughs> now we've lots of texts coming in let's have a look at a couple of them I think in years to come we'll wonder why we're so attached to our phones I also think that the tech companies will be held to account for making apps so addictive I'm not sure they will um, another uh, texter says that my screen time last week was 8 hours I couldn't agree with more with what Pat said it's not healthy at all and another one says hi Bobby bit of nostalgia for you 
I was Aircell's first paying customer when mobile phones were launched in Ireland. That's Luke. He's probably the same vintage as me. <laughs> so where do you think it's going to go from here, Pat? Do you think you'll see companies now doing like Mercedes do, like bringing down the hammer and it'll be very much black and white about when you communicate and when you don't? Well, I think Apple will finally this year announce the glasses, which will have a mobile phone connected in some format. I think you're starting to see, I know a few friends of mine have them already, uh, chips in, the, in themselves, chips in their fingers for touching things and paying with. Very easy to do at the moment. Um, so I think the, I think companies are going, besides the, you know, the miniaturization of the device and probably the insertion of the device in their surfaces eventually, um, I think companies are going to start, probably led by France, Germany, companies are going to start restricting email servers out of hours. And I think people are actually going to start thinking about detoxifying from the phone over time. I know there's a number of Swiss resorts now offering it a complete digital detox. And I think digital detoxes are probably going to become bigger. Yeah, I know. It seems kind of bizarre that something, though, that's meant to help us, that's meant to create efficiency. Like, even if you look at all the efficiencies that the mobile phone brings, it also brings that invasion, that overwhelmification, all that stuff. And anxiety, as Pat was saying earlier on, that dopamine hit. There's kind of two sides that there's the excitement of getting a like on Instagram, but then there's the anxiety of missing a call or, or a message you don't want to reply to. I think that's causing a lot of problems too. So detoxing from phones, I agree with Pat. I think that's going to become a new thing. And Fr- France are definitely the leaders in trying to make sure workers aren't working all the time. So yeah, we might start seeing changes, but it's hard. Like my company, for example, is a, is a website. So we're online 24-7. So what would happen there? It's just hard. It depends yeah. what your job is and what you do. If you have a nine to five, there's probably no reasons to be on on the weekends and evenings. But if you're running a media company or you're online or even with yourselves, you know, if there's a breaking news story, you can't really have your phone off. So I don't know if it's going to work in all sectors, but I think in general, we might start trying to pull back a little bit. Yeah. And um, Pat, interesting enough, if we looked at the first phone that came out in 1984, the Motorola Dynatac 8000X, it would cost the equivalent of nine and a half grand today. Yeah, so the price of phones has certainly come down as well. All right, I, I suppose, Bobby, if you think about it, what what's an iPhone fourteen Pro Max today? Probably two grand. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if you think about it, a couple of months' wages to the average person who's starting out. So yeah, you know, it's it's it it, it probably hasn't moved a whole pile. Probably Cairn Sexton and Ronan Murphy sold that. I know they bought most of the car phones to Ireland back in the day. All right, well, look, it's a great discussion. It's 50 years on. I think it's a, you either love it, you either hate it. Um, the mobile phone, it's here to stay. There's no doubt about that. Uh, big thanks to my guests, Pat Phelan, the CEO of Sisu, and Ali Ryan, the CEO and founder of uh, Goss.ie. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.